and welcome to the Nunez Nunchi podcast, where I'm joined by special guests to do deep dives, reactions, talk all things K-dramas from a mental health perspective and more. I am so excited about today's guest, the K-3, your K-drama BFFs. (laughs) Actually, and I heard about them first on Clubhouse. I mean, I feel like we're meeting everybody on Clubhouse. And so I'm super excited to have you guys talk more about what you guys do, how you turned into the K3 and more. So I want to first talk, so Marisa Johnston, Jennifer Wilson, and I would love for you guys to talk about how you guys came about being the K-Drama BFFs. How did K3 come about? Let's start off with talking about yourself. So we met through a mutual friend who, unbeknownst to us, was also a K-drama lover. And I mentioned that I had a Soji sub obsession out loud at a party. And she was like, I love Soji sub. And I'm like, wait, (laughs) what? And then she's like, you need to meet my friend, Jen. So, and I was like, okay, who are these two white women who love (laughs) K-dramas? But we spent hours in a coffee shop, like for a couple of weeks, just talking about the K-dramas we were watching, what we loved. And then Jen said, (laughs) I foolishly thought we could do this easily. And I was like, guys, let's put together a podcast and let's talk about it. Let's let's do this on YouTube and get to 10,000 subscribers so that we can start using their their production facilities because I want to produce my own stuff. I thought piece of cake, right? Yeah. (laughs) No, but that is how it all got started. And so they were like, um, are you insane? And then they were like, uh, wait, all right, well, maybe we'll, okay, we'll try it. And then we just, it just, we tried it and then we just kept doing it. Right. And it blossomed. Um, our third partner eventually left Mm -hmm. uh, to pursue her own things. And so we were like, all right, who is the K3? Well, it's Jen and it's Marisa and it's you, the viewer who are tuning in. Is your K3. Yeah, exactly. And it's just become this amazing community during the pandemic. We started going live and, you know, it's become this really wonderful, dynamic conversation that happens every Sunday on YouTube. And we just gush about the K-dramas we're watching. I'm going to join you guys soon. I didn't realize it was every Sunday. So yes, I'll be coming. All right. Okay, so I'll, so Jennifer, I know Jen, I don't really get to see you as much on Clubhouse, depending on your schedule. Yeah. Correct. Yes. Marisa, when I first got to know her in one of the, one of the K-drama rooms, one of, one of the many that we talk about, I always was blown away by what, what she would say. You always throw, you throw in a nugget and I'm like, I'm like <laughs> yeah. I never heard to get that K-drama. Let me put it on my list. Because yeah. there are things that you bring out that I'm like, what, where is this K-drama? So let's start from the beginning. First of all, how you guys got into it. I'm going to ask Jen, let's start with the white woman. Okay, let's, let's start with the white woman. How did the white woman find Korean dramas? Yes. So uh, I was sitting home watching Netflix, kind of doing that thing where you're desperately just scrolling for something to watch. Uh, I'm sure I was probably a little bit depressed at the time. And I was watching like a bunch of foreign drama like, uh, dramas. I had watched some German. I had watched some Spanish. I had watched... I think a Japanese drama, and then I watched a a Chinese drama. And I think that's what triggered the algorithm because then they recommended Descendants of the Sun. Oh, (laughs) that's a good one. Yeah. Wait a second. Wait, how long ago was this, Jen? Sorry to interrupt you. 2016. 2016. Netflix doesn't have um, Descendants no more. Yeah. Right. So Descendants of the Sun started and I still vividly remember what happened. So I hit play 
And there's the scene, the opening scene where the shot is from the sky and it comes down, right? And then it goes across the DMZ and through the helmet. And I was like, and then it cuts to this like war room. And I don't know what happened, but I went, oh, I, I know virtually nothing about what I'm about to watch, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And I hit pause and all of a sudden I was Googling Korea. Mm -hmm. And then I got into the drama and then I couldn't decide which male lead I liked the most. What? And then, yeah, right. I couldn't decide. I have since fallen on team uh, uh, Jingu for sure all day. Second, I was second lead all day. Um, and yeah, I just, it was the most fascinating piece of storytelling I'd seen, especially coming just from an all US Western style of storytelling. Mm -hmm. Like dudes were crying and like, like having emotion yeah, and yeah. The, the guys were friends with, it was, it was just so, so different. But yet, Maurice actually said this in our first video, so different yet so familiar. And so that's where it became super mm -hmm. fascinating to me. And yeah, and so that and is the rest is the rabbit. And the rest and just, I just could not, could not absorb enough. And then I started studying the language and then it just all went from there. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, okay. Put a pause on that. I want to hear about yeah. the language thing. Yeah. So yeah. So we heard from the white woman. That's awesome. Yeah. That does it. White, white woman. Just, I want to say this. Yes. If you speak Korean better than me, <laughs> I'm going to be upset. We're going to discuss that. Let's talk about it. Later. I, 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 I assure you, I probably do not. Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, I still need the subtitles, but Marisa, yeah. so. I love Soju Sub too. Yeah. So then talk about how you started with it. Was it with Soju Sub's first K-drama or one of those? No, it was actually also Descendants of the Sun. Oh. It was, yeah. It was following the election in 2016. And <gasps> that's why that's I was what depressed. It was. That's yeah. why yeah. I was depressed. I, was like, I, was that's depressed. Why I saw some crisis cases the next day. There it is. Office. Yeah. So yeah. there it is. And I was searching and searching and I was not finding solace in the books that I usually, you know, just consumed. And I was watching a lot of Netflix. And yeah, the because of the foreign films that I was watching, Descendants <clears throat> of the Sun kept popping up. And I kept looking at that thumbnail. <laughs> I didn't know he was Song Joon Gi at the time yeah. but the aviator sunglasses and the lip gloss and I, I finally hit play and by the end of that first episode it had just pushed so many of my buttons right? like so many that like your, I just your heart went thumping my heart went thumping <laughs> I think I was up till 2 a.m for the next couple nights oh, I yeah. call I told my friend Jenny at work who's Korean American I'm like I just watched Descendants of the Sun and she looked at me and she was like what took you so long <laughs> <laughs> but so, I understand oh, that's a one. What a great K drama though to cook you, you know, hook you in. I mean, I will say this. Unfortunately, the bar was set really, really high. Yeah, I was about to say coming into K drama yeah. land. Right, like it right. was like, uh, yeah, it was hard. Then you needed yeah. to go to Goblin probably to match that. Just saying, I didn't like. Goblin. She didn't like Goblin. I know. About I know. that. I know. Pause on that too. I know. Put a pause on that. <laughs> From the white, white girl, woman. white girl, white girl's got issues. No. Did not like Goblin. No, no, you know, I've heard actually 50-50. I've heard some folks didn't like Goblin. So no. I hear you. But and we all have our own opinions. But I was gonna say, so then Marisa, how did you go to the Soji Sub and Bond with Jen over him? Was it Master Son? I think so. Yeah, it was Master Son. And it was also, oh my Venus. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm not sure how I got there from Descendants of the Sun because, you know, I started going down different rabbit holes, oh, yeah. um, like Song Hye Kyo. I think I watched um, 
uh, that winter, the wind blows. Oh God. <gasps> I didn't watch that. I ended up, it was, it was kind of depressing though to me. I mean, like, like I was a good one, but just kind of. Oh, but it was so much. I yeah. loved it. it I so went the opposite direction. I went on a yeah. Song Joon Ki rabbit hole and ended up watching Innocent Man. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He's in a lot. Did you see which you saw Werewolf Boy? Please tell me you saw Werewolf Boy. I didn't see that one yet. Which one? Werewolf Boy, the movie. Oh, the movie. I, I, I have not seen that. Okay, so if you're looking at Sonju, it's, it's 2012, so it's before Descendants of the Sun. He looks a little yeah. bit more like a boy. Yeah, yeah. He's an actor, and he's still yeah. really cool. But he was really good in that. Yeah, and I love Park Park Bo Young. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really she's from that too. Mm-hmm. I think they both won awards. But so then, yeah. okay, Sonju sub yes, and then that's how you bonded, and then the rest is history. Yeah, got it. Yeah. So when did like, you start the your, your YouTube channel? Was it in COVID or before that? No, it was before. It was yeah. December 2017. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. But you yeah. also bring astrology into it. Yes. So tell me about that. Okay, Jen. Um, so we were talking one day, we we're just talking about shows, and I'm like, hey guys, so um I'm really into astrology, and I would love to talk about like the chemistry of these couples and what we think is going to happen. And so we would, I would pull their charts and we would talk about why we thought this, this, this show coming up, the chemistry was going to be good or in shows that we had watched, why it worked, why we didn't think it worked. And so, yeah. And people love them yeah, so much. Now our standalone ones with just like, Hey, Gemini's blah, not so much, but the, the sinistry ones with couples, people are rabid for, and they all want to believe that they all are dating in real life. It, yeah, of course. Right. Yeah. So what, like, what can you tell me about Aquarians? Cause I'm an Aquarius. Oh, Aquarians are fascinating. And I love Aquarians. Uh, Aquarians, basically you guys are outside the norm. You're like the rebels, right? You yeah. are, you, you are fixed sign though. So what you believe to be the right way to go, regardless of what anybody else thinks, that's the path you're going to take. Um, and so, uh, you guys have a kind of an eclectic worldview it's very much about groups it's very much about about um sharing a worldview with the groups kind of a thing and so it's about being ultimately an aquarian is like a higher state of consciousness so you're bringing a lot of the aquarian need my ego here yeah of course that's what we do yeah (laughs) other things in there that will pepper and flavor that aquarian energy but at the end of the day your sanity comes from sharing your worldview that it's outside the norm so you're you're going to butt up against your your tribe whatever whatever that is you know you're going to kind of step outside of that and be like it's okay this is it's going to be good and I that's like where that. you find your sanity so some korean couples out there any aquarians related that you like you know analyze curious <clears throat> we've analyzed a few aquarians Uh, you know who actually she's not aquarian but has a ton of aquarian energy that we talk about all the time and that is um oh my god i just blanked on her name Kyungbin, Sonia Jin, Sonia Jin. Oh, I love Sonia Jin's got a ton of like not a ton but her 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 I think if I remember correctly it's her Mercury, her Venus, and her Mars are in Aquarius, and so especially for sure her Venus and, and Mars are. So her whole way she's relating to people and taking action is going to be in that vein. So that's why I think she's so popular is yeah. because she doesn't stick to the norm. She doesn't do the tropes. She doesn't do that's the- true. And even when she confirmed her relationship, yeah. she did it a little bit. We, it, was unex- it was the way she did it. She actually confirmed it. 
Yeah. yeah. And I think people are saying that was not the norm, technically. I don't know. There right. So she's, ah. she definitely, she's got that, she's got that Capricorn sun. So she's definitely going to be, she gets business done. Like she's not going to make a move until she's ready to make a move. And you're not going to know the move's about to happen until it's done. And by then she's crossed every T and dotted every I. And so she's got that mindset. So she's very serious about that stuff, but then she's got that Aquarian energy where she's like, but I also have my own vert. Like she's, it's interesting because Capricorn is more about tradition mm-hmm. and Aquarius is about not being traditional. And mm-hmm. so it's an interesting combination for her, for sure. Well, I, I feel like I, you made me feel better. So this is like <laughs> my therapy session. Yeah. <laughs> I think there, I, I, astrology has been really good for me. Just looking at my own chart being like, oh. I'll look into that too. Cause I think yeah. that's important. So that said, okay. So both of you guys alluded to this. You use the word depression. You're more joking. <laughs> But when you're like talking about watching the sun and the sun and you're like, oh, maybe I'm, I was depressed. Tell me some of that experience. Let's just talk about the emotions that come out when you're watching a K-drama. Like what keeps you watching? Basically, how has it changed your life? Okay. So I kind of went to a big question there, but how is it? That's, that's, that's a big one. That's yeah. a big one. Okay. So okay. what we think when we're watching, um, we call it a K-drama soup, mm-hmm. how it's, there's comedy and there's action and there's pathos and there's political corruption and there's family (laughs) dynamics and there's revenge and all of these things will be in one drama. And I think that satisfies us in a way that Western television very rarely does at this point in our many years of TV watching. (laughs) Right. Um, And I think something that a lot of people always say is the finite the one season idea, even if there is multiple seasons of a, of a show, Mm -hmm. each season is one story. So you're almost, it's almost like reading for me anyway, it's almost like reading a great book. Yeah. And you kind of, we know, you know, that midpoint turn is coming around episode eight, Mm -hmm. and then you're going to drive to the end. And then have their first kiss. Yeah. So you, the, the structure is all there. And so then yeah. when you get ones that don't follow that, it's very exciting to see. Mm-hmm. And then there's some that follow it so well, they just execute it so well that you just, it's just like, it's like, re, it's like me going back and reading Persuasion by, you know, by Jane Austen over mm-hmm. and over again, because you know the beats, you know what's going to happen, but it's just so satisfying when it's done yeah. well. I think yeah. people have said that before. Tell me what, uh, like expand on that. So you like the soup, you like the mix of everything. Mm-hmm. And then Jen talked about the fact that there's an ending and that's what helps. Why? Why do you think there is? Why do you it's think the, com- the completion? Yeah. You know, um, I mean, American series will put a cliffhanger at the end mm-hmm. of the series, but you don't know. I mean, they could get canceled <laughs> in the middle of the summer and it doesn't come back and you're left hanging and you're left with questions. Mm-hmm. And then you'll, there'll be some crowdfunding campaign to get a movie right. made. But with, K-dramas, it ends. There might be a few cliffhangers. They might tease you with the idea of another season, but essentially the main storylines get wrapped up and there's something just satisfying about that. Yeah. True. I I think that's what it is. Like, I mean, I don't want to watch a K-drama that is like, we said it actually today in the show. I don't want to watch a friend's 16 season K-drama. Like I just, that holds no appeal to me. Right. Um, But if you want to give me a, you know, a show that, 
we'll go revisit that world every couple of years for 16 episodes. Oh my God. Absolutely. Like I, I love that. I mean, the other thing is there are actors who we adore yeah, and we know that for those 16 episodes, they're playing this one character. Yeah. And then a few months from now, they're going to appear okay, in a different show. Yeah. Completely different. And that's, right. that is so wonderful and yeah. fun and, to see because, you know, as great as friends was it's 16 seasons of the same yeah, it was Character. ten seasons. It was ten seasons. Right? Was it? Sorry. Yeah, but you're right. I love Friends too. But you're right. I can't believe it. It felt like so. <laughs> right. It felt like. I think Grey's Anatomy. Maybe right? that's what it is. Maybe that's what. Oh yeah, Grey's Anatomy is yeah. still going. I know. Right? I think it, yeah, it, it's never gonna end. I know. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, and no, I agree with you. So then, okay, then let's really ask answer this question. If you can, it's gonna be hard to answer this, but what are some K dramas that you specifically can think of that have made an impact in your life? Good or bad? Oh my gosh. Yeah. An impact oh. in our life. Impact yeah. in where you where you felt well, like descendants of the sun for clearly. sure. Yeah. That would be number one. Mm-hmm. Cause that was your first one, right? Uh-huh. uh-huh. That world. Well, and then you know, Marisa actually said this about Descendants of the Sun when she was watching it, not only because of Songjugi and Jingu and yeah, watching the heart thumping because we think they're cute, but what <laughs> was it? that really drew you in though. You knew nothing about Korea. You were like Googling it, right? Yeah, DMV and all this stuff. And then you're like, but what was it that drew you in? White woman, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Mantle of the white woman. I got no, this, I got no. this, I got this. Um, I, I joked on that. Uh, it was, you know, there was a certain, God, I don't know how to explain it. There was a certain level of confidence that I find in all the actors mm. in the K drama. But there's, I, I've actually have said, let me say, let me back up a little bit. I have said this before. There is a thing about the K drama industry that appeals to me on a different level than maybe just watching the K dramas. I. I have, I have, I take issue with the fact that they work 40 billion hours to do a K drama and that they don't have unions and I can get into the weeds on that. Mm -hmm. But the flip side of that is, is that K dramas are made from like almost an indie way they do it. So the lead actor is sitting and having lunch with the background player. And there is that, there is, there is a, there is a thing they don't have stand-ins like they're doing their own lighting and and after being on set so many times with big name actors here in LA that have stand-ins and will be in their trailers and we'll have to hear get you know team you know we got uh team one moving across all all that kind of heightened elevation of who American or western actors and actresses are there's something about the level of humility and confidence in the K-drama actors that I just, something about it really resonated with me that I have, yeah, I really appreciate right. it. We that, if, see them really, yeah. And they're all really close and yeah. I down to earth in that sense. That's yeah. what yeah. Oprah will say, but that's, yeah, that's a great one. I never had someone bring that up. Thanks for sharing that. How about you, Marisa? Um, for, wait, what was the specific question again? <laughs> oh, yeah. like, um, like, yeah, what was the question? What, uh, well, Descendants of the Sun, you mentioned- Like why? That hooked in, why? What was it why? you said you felt, and then I kind of fed into that saying your heart thumping, but I think there was more to that, right? Yeah, well, okay, so for so many reasons. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm in my 50s. So Asian representation on television, like 
nil growing up, you know, um, Star Trek. Um, I mean, Lucy Liu didn't appear until I was like, I think I was in college or beyond. So there was, there was hardly, hardly anyone and always marginalized, stereotypical. Um, and, you know, I, I didn't watch, my mother never watched like uh, Philippine dramas, mostly Filipinos watch telenovelas mm. um, until K-dramas came along. But <laughs> we right. love the emotions. Yeah. Um, but so to watch this K-drama that was, I mean, I work at, I used to work in Hollywood. Um, I mean, I work with actors now, but the, the, the level of the quality, like so good. Like by the time that helicopter landed at the end of the first episode of Descendants of the Sun, I was blown yes. away, right? right. That, that was, was crazy. Well they didn't just like talk about it. It landed. It landed. On the roof. Yes. It landed on the roof. movie production, really. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then they landed in Earth. My God, oh, it was just, it was out of control. God but you see. God bless her. All these beautiful Asian actors. Um, the the quality of the acting, the quality of the production, the storyline that was buddy, a buddy mm-hmm. thing and a romance thing. It was everything in a story that you could cram in. So it just, you know, so from a personal level, um, I didn't, I mean, I've traveled in Asia. I have not been to South Korea though. That's on the list for like next year hopefully yeah yeah. right Mm -hmm. um but i've traveled enough in europe and across i mean i'm canadian actually and across asia to have this this fully korean production filled with beautiful korean people with this high level of production value was just it was mind-blowing to me you know because i turn on western television and we're just not there. Mm-mm. I think just to take it a step further, like, I, I don't know, this scene keeps popping up in my head. Like, I think it was episode one or two and it was Jingu and Kim Ji Won when they meet in the hospital for the first time. Mm-hmm. And she basically outranks him. Oh yeah. Yeah. And yeah. she makes, and she like that whole standoff. I just, I don't think, I don't think you could pull that scene off in Western television without it becoming different and more, toxic mm-hmm. like I don't know how to describe it like there's something right. about that scene that I was like this is interesting mm-hmm. because I mean yeah so th- that that's the scene that really I think hooked me into their relationship that I was really into I think you alluded on something too so folks have also said k-dramas being more so not toxic but clean clean television right yeah I mean, mm-hmm. do you feel like that plays a role? And when you're watching, you're not, I mean, you'll see some, what, what's the, what's the most bloodiest K-drama I've seen? I mean, maybe Sweet Home. Well, they can get violent. Right. For sure. They can get violent. They'll blur, but they'll blur out the knife and the blood. And so you, they'll be talking about a crime case and you're like, uh, well, you're not showing me anything because it's all blurred out. I don't know what's True. happening. And I think most, <laughs> I mean, maybe uh, Vincenzo was maybe the most for a K-drama that I thought was kind of mm-hmm. at that level. But even then it didn't phase me because I knew I was watching it. A drama. Do you know what I'm saying? So yeah. do you feel yeah. like you have that level of comfort watching it? Not like it's gonna. Sometimes when you watch other shows or movies, it could not scar you, but leave you like triggered. Do you ever feel that way watching K drama? Oh, Korean films! Holy Ooh, cow! Yeah, yeah. Korean oh, films are a whole different. Story. That's a whole different conversation. That's a whole different conversation. <laughs> that's a whole different conversation on another flip side of the spectrum. Yes, yes absolutely. K dramas, and then yeah. So, yeah. but no, anyways, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't. Uh, I, I could stand for a little more sex 
but I don't, I'm not expecting it from a K-drama. Right. That doesn't. I do not, I'm not watching Penthouse purposely, but. Penthouse. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, okay. Hmm. No. I heard there's a new Songgang K-drama that's coming out that's kind of, they're rating it PG. That's, that's what we're yeah. hearing. Nevertheless. That's, what, but that's probably our version of PG-13. I'm just Right. No, I don't know. Right. They might, know. they'll probably kiss just in the first episode. It'll be so scandalous. Um. <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, we know South Korea is a conservative country. Yeah. I um, mean, you know, cer- certainly the, the, um, yeah, the oh, interesting. So you want Koreans in my life, the parents are definitely very conservative. Yeah. So yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I listen, it. I'm usually, and we've talked about this numerous times. We're really excited when a kiss happens and the woman is an active participant. Like we're like, yes. <laughs> right. Right. Because, you know, like, yeah. And maybe that's yeah. what it is about that scene with Jingu and Kim Ji-won is like, she's an active participant in what's occurring. Yeah. Actually they, I thought their chemistry was amazing. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so they had some, they had some, I heard they took a scene out. Did you hear about that? I did. And I was super bed. bummed out. Yeah. yeah, I know that could have been good, but I so, okay, so then, so we talked about Descendants of Sun. Okay, you, I know there's a K-drama out there that gives you all the feels. All the feels. Feel all the feels. You wow. it and you're like, okay, I needed this. I needed to watch this. It made me feel better. Well, we really could not let Hyena go. How many times did you rewatch it? <sighs> I rewatched that one a lot. So Hyena was, amazing. Hyena was amazing. Okay, yeah. tell me why, because I have not seen that one. Oh, I know. Yeah, I mentions it all the time. I do. It's Hyena like- started off. Do you remember? I was like, I hate her. Yes, I yes. hate actively hate her. Uh, the lead well, Kim, 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 I'm like, I she's horrible. She is horrible. I actively hate her. And by the end, I loved them so much. I they, okay. but I will say again. What I find fascinating about K-dramas is that, and I think it's because they're written mostly by women. And I think that's a fascinating, that's That's a very fascinating fascinating thing for Korea and Korean dramas. And it's a a huge soup that just Mm -hmm. fascinates me because the the Gigi Hoon character Mm -hmm. was like one of the most like, like, he was woke is the wrong word, but he was like the most elevated dude character I've ever seen. Like he understood what happened and he still missed her and he still wanted to talk to her. And he was there for her when she had a bad day. Like it was, he was just, he, there was no risk grabs. There was no jealousy. Like he was, he was a fascinating character to me. I mean, you've been, you've been watching Korean dramas for a long time, right? Yeah. So, so, but you've seen a shift, right? In ropes. And in the portrayals of the male leads oh, and the female totally. leads too, yeah. yeah. So he, so, you're saying he's his is his is a little shift. The reason why oh, a huge shift, yeah, it's a huge shift. Okay, because hyena, what 2016? Is that 2016? No, yeah. I want to say 2018. 2018? No, we, we, were, 20, we were finishing right. up in the pandemic. Oh my god, that's right. It's 2020. 2020. Yeah. 2019. God, that's right. 2019. Yeah, oh okay, maybe there's so much other stuff I wanted to watch that it seemed a little more intense for me. Yeah. You know, yeah. remember, I choose the very more because of my own self-care. I'm yes. like, I don't want to see the intense yeah. ones. I deal with that in real life. I So that's probably, I, I didn't watch that, but I've heard so many good things. So it's got to be on the top of my list. Yeah, I mean, I hear it all the time. It's probably from yeah. you. But- it's intense, but it's not like, 
it's not that it's not those like my mister intense it's okay. more oh, i love my mister though oh okay, no. okay. <laughs> i haven't watched it yet uh because it's because it's too intense i know put it on the white girl list of things oh, we need put to it on the white girl list oh it's I so know. Good. i know i know i know that'll be your therapy homework I know my therapy. Oh my God. Oh, it's such, such a good drama, but okay. So hyena, um, yeah, hyena what else? Nice. I think, was that both your choices? You both said hyenas. I mean, it's I definitely great, loved right? it. Yeah. I, I think when kingdom came out, it was yeah. the zombie popcorn mm -hmm. drama we needed, but it was so much more. Yeah. And I think yeah. that one did so much for us between Bay Duna. Oh God. Oh, yeah. Bay again. Duna, right. Yeah. And the historical aspect, just mm -hmm. you know, that being transported oh. into a really different world. Yes, really. And those zombies are scary. I mean, I don't like zombies. And they're fast. Like watch, they're what? They're fast. Yeah. Fast. They're fast. What the oh my god! Terrifying. <laughs> Going off the like, historical, I will say one that made me so 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 happy was Rookie Historian. Go ahead, on. Oh, I didn't see that one. I mean, no. Oh my god! Okay. It I so love that fun. one so much. It's a feminist story yeah. wrapped up in, in a historical just an era. Yeah. yeah. Setting. Okay. Yeah. Really Did good. It made you happy because of that. Oh my oh yeah. Oh my god, it was yeah. It I think I watched it and literally went back and hit play and watched it again. <laughs> wow. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And Marisa, yeah. how about you? Did you have one of those where you're like, oh my gosh, makes you me know, so happy? This was a smaller drama. I don't think it was on everyone's radar, but um do you do you like Brahms? Oh God, yes. That's funny. I couldn't. Okay, because I kind of dismissed it as it. <gasps> oh no! Uh, really? <laughs> yeah, we got to it, it, you know I don't know somewhere between like episode six <laughs> through 13, 14. It was like, how are we going to get out of this? Because, um, uh, Park Yun Bin okay. is that her name? Park yeah. Yun Bin. Park Yun Bin. And Kim Min, Kim Min Jae. Jae. Kim Min Jae. Oh, okay. I'm thinking of another drama, but no, I didn't see that yeah. one. Okay. Yeah. So um there's so much that both characters just suppress. And this is not a big, no. you know, hysterical emotion fit. I mean, full of emotion, but they're they're um they're quiet and they're contemplative. And all these the horrible things keep happening to them in terms of interpersonal dynamics like there's no yeah. truck of doom it, it's not that big it's not full of hyperbole but these things that keep undercutting them and their work and their studies and their passions with music just i don't know hit me so hard i don't i think well and i remember going just kind of to yes and what marisa said we hit episode 14 yeah and we were like, we were like this there's this there's no way this show is pulling this there's no way they're sticking the landing this show is it's there's no way and i think you and i like on a loop watched episode 15 and 16 they were so good could not stop wow. could not stop yeah. they like did the whole arc pretty well like they yeah, they, they yeah. stuck that landing they were like they were it's so, so hard it was a 10 across the board yeah yeah it was amazing yeah the way wow, it so you guys have this i can tell you guys have a similar taste in k dramas mm -hmm. That's what it looks not like. Always. Not, always. not always. Not always. No, not always. I love okay. Goblin. She did not. Right. <laughs> so that is a little abnormal, actually. No. <laughs> and I, I, I know. I will say the, the one that's recent that I kind of feel this strongly about because I'm rewatching it already is uh, Sell Your Haunted House. 
if you have not watched it. Yeah, I definitely have clearly different tastes. Um, yes. Why do you like that one? It I love the actress, just, tongue not for me, for me, it was just the full package. It's the, it's the sci-fi, it's the comedy, it's the, it's the, it's the K-drama soup. Mm-hmm. And it, okay. they didn't, they didn't lean too heavily in one direction. It was the perfect mix of ingredients for me. And the music drops that they had. And I, yeah, I just, it was, I thoroughly enjoyed it from beginning to end. I enjoyed it a lot. Am I going to watch it again? I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah. Is there but a, it really rewatched a lot, a lot. Like, are there K dramas that you've been like, you've seen it multiple, multiple times? Because, you know, there's so much content. I don't have time oh my to God, so hard. watch, you know, but. Well, that's what we love. We're always really looking to the next mm-hmm. one yeah. and looking to, you know, what are our favorite actors going to be appearing in next? Right. So I think that's, that's another thing that drives our love of mm-hmm. K-dramas. And so now love of K-dramas, the emotions and the feels, how has it helped your mental health? Come on, I'm gonna go down here. We're gonna be oh, 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 we're gonna dig. We're, go, we're going. We're going full therapy. Going, now. Okay. Like, well, how's it? How's it basically? Um, I guess improved your life. Have you seen things that you've changed in your life because of a K drama? Not because of a character per se, but just something you've learned. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, one is you know pandemic survival toolkit. You know, it was not only watching the K-dramas and having something to look forward to and having a little more time to watch more shows, but having our K-drama live chat, our clubhouse every Sunday, you know, and Jen's friendship Mm -hmm. and also Marco, it's um, our behind the scenes director. It just, it was something so positive and enjoyable um, and a community at a time when we were all sheltering at home it i swear it got us right through. Yeah. yeah no absolutely yeah it was I, yeah yeah it was it's it was yeah. yeah 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 it was really good um i will say as the white girl um <laughs> the whole thing because yeah i i'll be honest i'm a white person i live in a white person bubble I believe that I'm liberal and that I think outside of that, but you don't really recognize the bubble that you are in until you step outside of it. And I've lived in multicultural areas and I have have multicultural friends and experiences like that, but not really until I started studying the Korean language and attending things in an all Korean environment did I maybe experience things from a different perspective. And so it really did shift, uh, do a huge shift for me. just in just the way I see the world in general, which has been, it's been really eye-opening and fascinating and uh, it's been really enjoyable and scary and all those things all at the same time. So, so then, okay, I'm focusing on what you just said about learning the Korean language. What made you want to learn more about the Korean language, Korean culture because of your love for K-dramas or do you want to use it in your work? I'm just curious. That's Yeah. You know, it's really interesting because at the time I was like, I was definitely getting to the point where I was like, I was tired of being a dumb American because I feel like, you know, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a standard white American girl who basically learned one language and that's what we, ex- the, the usual, you know, the language. American public school exactly, system. Yeah. Right. And it's um, refreshing to hear you say that. It's super cool. Oh, yeah, know, yeah. Right? I mean, I know it. I mean, listen, my parents are both teachers, so I have no disrespect for the education system because that's how they, my, my bills got paid when yeah. I was growing up, but there are obviously some issues with it for sure. Right. Um, and so, you know, and that's just the, that's just unfortunately the environment in which the 
uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It just can, can the generations perpetuated itself. So we got to a point where that's where it was. And I reached a certain point in my life where I was, didn't want to be a dumb American anymore. And I wanted to learn a second language. And I had spent in high school five years learning German. I was terrible at it. <laughs> I know a bunch of words. I couldn't string a sentence together if you paid me, but I was like, all right, well, I already got five years of German in my brain. Let's go there. And then I stumbled on Descendants of the Sun. And there was something about the language. And there's actually this great quote that I have on my wall. And it says, sometimes the language you don't speak speaks to you. And that's really the only way I know how to describe it. Yeah. Hearing the Korean language spoke to me in a way that I have no words for. And so I started, I already had a, I already had an app where I was learning German. And then I was like, Cause you know, we all, you, you go down a rabbit hole and you're really into something for a month and then you're done with it. And so I was like, all right, if I'm still into it in a month, I'll put it on the app. And I was still into it in a month. And I put Korean on my app and I was like, all right, I'll play around. If I still like it in a month, I'll look into something else. And then I just kept growing. And now I have two tutors and <laughs> I'm planning a language trip to Korea. Yeah. that's so, so you're learning to speak and read and write. Yeah. That is so cool. I know it's impressive, right? Yeah. Well, we I should go to Korea. I mean, we're trying to plan a trip to Korea next summer too. So, oh my God, it's amazing. Yes. Maybe it should be a whole K drama clubhouse something. Right? Yeah. 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 Cool. So, and then Marisa, for you, is there anything you wanted to add about like what it's done in your life or how it's changed your life or things that you've seen in your life? They're like, oh, K drama. Oh, um, I think. All right. So, growing up, reading the newspaper with my dad, you know, and my brother and my mom around the breakfast table, um, didn't get a lot of international news, this, but we'd get a little bit and, you know, difficult things were happening in the Philippines and difficult things were happening in Korea too. So seventies and eighties. Right. And, um, so the Korea that I see in K dramas is so different from the Korea in my mind from, well, we know the country went through so much in the eighties and nineties. Right. Um, and so it's just this idea of a worldview of, and it's explode, it's like crazy, right? Is it weird? Not weird, but it's phenomenal, right? To see BTS. It's phenomenal to see Hangul on a chicken McNugget right? thing. I know. Yeah. Right. I know. By the way, did you try those sauces? No, I've I heard did. the Cajun one. Okay. Yeah, the Cajun, I like the sweet chili one better, but the, oh, yeah? like any other sauces, to be honest with you. <laughs> I was just trying to support the BTS, you know, gift. Right, but we don't even have all of the purple packaging in the US. No, we don't have any of it. Like, like people are like, I went and got my McNuggets and there's like nothing. There's not even like special sauces. It's just a regular McNugget Happy Meal. I was like, that's well, that's that. disappointing. That's terrible. What? Right? It is. Yeah, because yeah. at least you should have their BTS right. sauces. That's yeah, the, yeah, that's what I made sure before that. I pulled out the window. I'm like, okay, I see my BTS sauce. Right? Oh, good. Yeah, <laughs> I know. But, um, um, yeah. So, so for me, any Asian representation is huge for any for you know listen asia okay we're not a monolith but the idea that people are embracing korean food korean culture is phenomenal to me i mean our food asian food was stinky when we were kids or, or you know when you brought it to lunch in elementary school and so from then on it was peanut butter and jelly sandwiches because right. we didn't want to be different and now I mean, we live in Los Angeles. It's a huge Korean population to yeah. see, you know, all these different ethnicities enjoying Korean barbecue. Like that hits me on this level that is just a little, 
it's kind of, it's amazing. It's amazing to me. That's so the whole, yeah. Cause I feel that way too, but I think it's yeah. cool hearing other people, you know, talking about it as well. So, mm-hmm. okay. Last question, your current K drama. Cause I know there's so many, cause usually I used to ask what's your favorite K drama and everyone's like, ah, uh, sounds like a <laughs> Forget that question because I can't answer that either. But your current favorite K drama that's keeping you sane? Oh, current. Well, mine's easy. Mine is Sell Your Haunted House. So yeah. yes. Okay, that Sell Your Haunted House. Is, that's almost done, right? Or is it done? Yeah, just finished. Okay, just finished. Okay, just finished. Okay, yeah. good to know. Mm-hmm. For my list, Sell Your Haunted House. Like at this particular oh, moment, house. I'm not. Marisa's looking at her list. What? Am this I is like no. Uh, because... Yes. Oh, Move to Heaven. Oh, there you go. Move to Heaven on Netflix. Okay, we got to talk about that. Pause. Why do you like it? I love Move to Heaven. <laughs> this is this is where Marisa and I. This is where this is where She's we. Like, no. I'm like, eh. yeah, yeah. So Move to Heaven is kind of my jam, even yeah. though it's a little bit. You know, I kind of avoid it when I hear trauma clean. I'm like, no. But then you know, EJ EJ Hoon, you know, whatever. And then I watched the first episode and I was like, okay, let me keep going. Okay, let me keep going. So yeah. Yeah, that they take a death in pretty much every episode or so. And but it becomes a healing story. Yes. And the relation the the relationship between uh uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I know, right? The relationship between Gigi and he and his son was so beautiful. And then knowing understanding Gigi and he's background, like as we understand EJ Hoon's character and his, I'm like, like it's just oh my god. Yes, it is, yes, yes. So I started watching it because of people's insistence or people making me watch it. No, I'm just kidding. But I'm like, fine. And then I was like, oh my God. <laughs> See, and that, that right there is why I don't want to watch it. It's oh. the, oh my God. I, was, I, was like, I don't want to. Oh, I see. I see, I see, I see Jen. Hmm. Yeah. I no, she, break you through my mister. Oh, yeah. she, but, she doesn't like to cry. Whereas I'm like, I mean, it took me a while to watch my mister. And then I finally did. I'm like, oh, yeah. so beautiful. I cried through true beauty. Okay. Oh, so I cried through well, it. That's what I'm saying. Like for me, a good for me, a healing drama that makes me super happy was "Hello Me," right? <laughs> like, and I got a little weepy at the end when she finally got to like embrace who she was and like I, those are the healing dramas that I like. That's like death that's and what, you know what you like. That's what it's important. exactly. So yes. yes, you you stick to that. It's okay. You don't like Goblin. Right. Thank I've you. Of, are you sure? Are you sure? <laughs> I, I do okay. know because I've heard a lot of people actually 50-50 don't like it. So why didn't you like it? Curious. Um, wow. That's a really big question. Um, uh, I, I just had, a, I just, oh, wow. Gong Yu's character confused me on every level. Like he went from being this wacky animated cartoon character to this brooding God of, you know, mist, not mischief, but you know, this brooding God of a goblin. And I was just like, pick, pick a lane, dude, pick a lane. <laughs> and then I didn't, I did never bought the romance because I just thought the age gap was just way too epic. Um, I liked them when they were, when that, for that, I think it was an episode and a half when she was like 28. Right. <laughs> I enjoyed those couple of episodes. Yeah. Uh, I was just really, again, I was, I was second, I was second couple, uh, the whole time. That was a great second couple. That, that was right. great. I mean, most of the yeah. K-drama, the best K-dramas have the best second leads. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I cried my way through True Beauty. I was like, why am I crying? It's a high school drama. But, <laughs> right. I just, but that's awesome. Thank, I'm so excited to have you guys. Any last words? I know. Oh, I've got to ask you guys, cause you love doing K, K-drama reviews. 
when you're, are you, have you ever tried to convince someone to watch a K-drama? Like, cause you love them so much. I mean, when people are like, why are you guys doing the K3? What's so great about it? What do you guys say? Like oh, a, you mean K-dramas? Speech. Oh, and K-dramas <laughs> in general? Yeah, or just why do oh, you just do, one. yeah, why, why did you decide to do this YouTube channel? And, and why do you love talking about it? And people are asking you like, you know, very skeptically, let's just say you get a skeptic going, what's so great about K-dramas? Ah, ah okay. that's Tell a really, okay. Um, let's see the elevator speech, the elevator speech is, I do get it a lot where people are like, that's super random. And I'm like, I know, but it's super cool. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, okay. I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I just, I really enjoy it. I'm like, but it, I, my, my big comeback is always like, but have you watched one yet? Yeah. That's so yeah. True, Cause they'll say, it and they haven't watched it. Exactly. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. I think when you have strong stories, mm -hmm. great production value, um, universal themes that are attracting people literally from all over yeah. the world. What we do with our channel is we have a community of mm -hmm. people from all over the world who love these stories. Yeah. And we love sharing those thoughts, whether they're quibbles or whether it's great passion. Um, we all have a passion for actually talking and sharing about them. She's wow, much, she pretty much so much better. better at this than I am. That yeah. was awesome. I love that you said universal themes. Yeah. I think that's what gets people like we mm -hmm. all can relate, mm -hmm. you know, and, and watching that and including the white girl clearly, which I literally clearly yeah, even I the it. white girls you are, you are enjoying the K dramas. What's that? I said, you should be the poster child. Right? <laughs> and by the way, um, any favorite Korean foods that you love watch when you're, you know, when you're watching, I get hungry. So oh I'll try to make something, but anything that you particularly have you tried all the cake Korean food out there or things you want to try curious I have a small problem because I'm allergic to wheat so I can't eat anything in soy with soy sauce I can't eat anything that's breaded so I can do Korean barbecue that is unmarinated and I can do a bibimbap with no meat <laughs> oh my oh my yeah I'm I know sure stuff though I'm sure there's oh but soy yeah sauce never oh I know right we need a conversation with you and our other Korean and mm -hmm. Korean American friends when we go to Korea, because I need to make sure Jen doesn't starve. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. What happens to you? Because you said you're allergic. Do you actually have like a, allergic? I'm not, I mean, oh. <laughs> I don't have like full on like silly. I just have, I have a gluten allergy. And so oh, I guess okay. a lot of, I get a lot of stomach issues and yeah, stuff. Sure. No, so that's that's just yeah. zero fun. So yeah. You already got me thinking. I'm like, yeah, what can she eat? Oh. Right. I mean, I like know, I right? enjoy well, like, you like the yeah, steamed yeah. egg is good. Steamed egg is good. Egg. I'm a big, big fan of um uh, uh the hilariously we'll go to like a Korean barbecue and we'll tell our waiter that I have this problem and the sweetest ones will always give me the banchan that have no soy sauce. They're like, you yeah. can eat that, and I'm like, oh, thank you. <laughs> and so I get like four. Marisa yeah. gets twelve. I, I get like yeah, four. I'm totally thinking. Oh my gosh. Okay, I'll have to think yeah. for you. That's a challenge. Yeah. 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 Well, you yeah. guys, thank you so much. This has been so much fun. I'm joining Absolutely. you guys Sunday. Yes. You have told everybody your time of the show and when yes. you guys are live. We are currently on a break right now. We actually just did a quick live one today, so you can catch the replay. But we are coming back live the second week of July every Sunday at 11 a.m. Uh, Pacific time. Mm -hmm. That is when we do it. Sundays at every 11. Sunday, 7 a.m. Wow, that's early for you guys. No, it's 11 a.m. 11 a.m. 11 a.m. Sorry, 11 a.m. Okay. I'm like 7 a.m. Pacific time. I thought, I thought I'd be in a baseball hat every week yeah. if we did a 7 a.m. Thank you so much for joining me, guys. Love you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome.
You can listen in on platforms such as Spotify, Pandora, Google, and Apple, but also watch the podcast on our Nunez Nucci YouTube channel every Monday where it launches at 6 p.m. Eastern.